Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. I'm starting a series called Activation. I preached about it during our prayer, our school of prayer, activate your prayer life. Can't get away from it. I believe I was supposed to speak it out loud and I want you to hear it. Activation. And you need to be able to say that because Holy Ghost wants us to be very active right now. No lethargic uh, sloth type approach, lethargic type approach to the things of God. It's time to activate. With the new season comes that activation. Today's message for you is entitled, Speak the Word. I do believe that the kingdom advances and the kingdom advances through voice activation. So speak the word. It's not good to just study and meditate on it. You must release it in the atmosphere. Speak the word. Speak it when you're alone. Speak it when no one else is around. Speak it over your children while in your home. Speak it while driving along the way. Take you version, put the Bible on, and as the word is being released, you quote it as well. Put it in the atmosphere. Use your voice, your ability to speak, to release God's truth in your world. I like Hebrews chapter four, as I teach just for a moment before I get into the message, the word of God is quick. King James says, NIV says living, it's alive, it's active. It's even sharper than any double-edged sword. What he's trying to do is to get you to see uh, the invisible word or the word that comes from your, your mouth. You need to see when you speak it, life comes forth. Activation. It's living, living and active. And activation comes out of your mouth. Life comes out of your mouth. It's even sharper. See a sword coming out of your mouth. It's even sharper than any double, double-edged sword, which penetrates. The penetration here is deeper than anything you've ever seen because it divides soul and spirit. The penetration is deeper. It, it divides soul. It differentiates between what spirit and what soul. No other agent in the world, in the universe, can separate your soul from your spirit. Even joints, it goes deeper than any MRI. Ultrasound. It even goes to the joints and marrow. Before there was an ultrasound, before there was an MRI, there was the word. It judges the thoughts. It's deeper than the MRI because the MRI MRI can't pick up the origin of thoughts. It picks up the thoughts and attitudes. It picks up attitudes of the heart and it's able to regulate it. The only remedy for a bad attitude is the word. You can't hum your way out. You can't confess your way out. Just by confessing good proverbs, you must speak the word. Verse 13, look at this. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. 
Now, why would he say that after confessing or after pronouncing that the word of God is quick? He's basically saying that the word of God is likened unto his ability to see. That nothing is hidden from his sight and nothing is too far reaching from his word. Nothing is in all creation is hidden from his sight. There is nothing that can go beyond the scope of his word. Everything is uncovered. I read to you secondly out of Genesis chapter 1. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But there's everything is uncovered. Even the darkness, the deep things are uncovered to him. And his word is able to penetrate the darkness. It's even laid naked or bare before his eyes. This is a powerful God who has an all-seeing eye and an eternal word. And he's saying, I want you to confess my word over your darkness, over that which is covered, over that which is concealed, over your attitude, over your thoughts and intents, over your joints, your physical body, your soul, and your spirit. Speak life and activate life in your world. By speaking the word of God. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before him. Before his eyes of whom we must give an account. So the more close you are to the word. The better account you'll be able to give to God. Because it discerns the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. We also read to you out of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. God created space, time, and matter. In the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. In all three realms, he's God. Notice what he then introduces. Verse 2, now the earth was formless, matter was formless, and darkness covered the face or the surface of the deep. Notice the word in Hebrews 4 is quick and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the deep things like the thoughts and intents of the heart. Notice the earth was without form and everything earthly needs the word to come into your frame to correct. Now the earth was formless and void or empty, just like our lives, just like man. And even darkness covers our life. We don't know how to respond to the things of God. Darkness covered the surface of the deep. You got deep issues. You got deep problems. You got troubled emotions. Well, God knows all about it. Notice the spirit of God hovered over the deep. Over the waters and just like that the spirit will hover over your emotional state. Look, look at the word verse 3 and God said let there be light, luminosity, revelation and there was light. No correction to the deep dark world that's chaotic and, imps, and, and, and formless or void until the word of God was spoken. Remember the word is active and alive. When you release it over your expanse, over your emptiness, over your feelings of voidness and uh, uh, emptiness and being forgotten or abandoned, God is able to rescue you from your own feelings. 
I like Proverbs 18. The tongue has the power of life and death. <laughs> well, how can the tongue have power of life? Well, with the word of God, if you release it, life is going to invade your world. That same tongue can speak death or be void of God's word and just continue to increase the darkness in your world. The Bible said he who loves it, he who loves the fact that the word is quick and powerful. He who knows what the word says about dark, deep places, empty places, that if the word can be spoken, light can come. He who loves it, he who loves the word will eat. The fruit of releasing the word in your darkness. The New Living Translation says it best. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose which way you want to go. And I decree and declare that there are people in the sound of my voice who are being inspired to choose the word, to speak the word of God versus your feelings. An old song came out years ago, nothing from nothing, leave nothing. I won't finish it, you know what it means. But you need to understand, if you don't have anything, why would you add nothing to nothing? What you want to do to the nothingness of your life, add substance. When you add substance to nothingness, only substance stands. So if you're at the bottom of the barrel, release the word of God. If you have a deep, dark, emotional sea, release the word of God. If there's problem with your joints, with your relationships, with the moral, that which runs through your bones, release the word of God. If you don't feel any life at all, release the word of God. If you don't see any flowers in your life, release the word of God. If you don't know how you're going to make it tomorrow, release the word of God. If you need a brand new start, release the word of God. If your world is chaotic and empty and you need God to do something fresh, vibrant and dynamic in your life, release the word of God. If you need a healing in your life release the word of God if you want to start all over again because it's rough and tough so rough and tough and you want to make it release the word of God glory to God somebody's going to be inspired to release the word the kingdom of God advances advances through voice activation I don't know why God chose to release the expansion of the kingdom through voice activation. I don't know why, but that's his method. If you want to see God's kingdom advance, you must release your voice in the darkness. It's through voice activation. Everything in the kingdom is released or activated through voice commands. You can't just wish it. You can't just wish it. You can't just speak to yourself. You must release it. As we experience this word, I want you to start thinking about certain things. Be reminded of God's power or the power that is released in you of words. Actually, every single one of us is a product of the word spoken. And as you grow, it is your product of the words you believe which were spoken. If you believe the fact that you'll never be anything, 
If you believe the fact of the enemy that what you went through is going to shackle you forever, if you believe those whispers in your ear, then you're going to manifest that in your life. But if you choose to believe what God says about you, you can break through any prison, you can break through any door, and you can be released into your destiny. Hallelujah. Well, I'll talk to myself. You're fearfully and wonderfully made, Clark. You're going to the next level. You haven't finished it yet. You're just beginning. You're moving forward. Hallelujah. Nothing that happened to you in the past. Nobody leaving you. Nobody saying anything about you. Nobody talking about you. Nobody structured any work against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You're moving forward, Merton L. Clark. You haven't even begun. You've only just begun. This must be rough and tough, but you're going to make it somebody say amen glory to God thank you Jesus I believe God is going to help us to bust out God demonstrated this in the book of Genesis I read it to you he spoke the word of God in the book of Genesis he spoke his word over the darkness and things changed the Bible says and God said and God said and God said, I said it three times, it is used 11 times in the first chapter. And God said, and God said, and God said, I've said it six times. Why would he repeat himself 11? And God said, and God said, and God said, I've said it nine times. And God said, and God said, I said it 11 times. In that one chapter, 11 times, the Bible says, and God says. And instead of you saying what I say and what they say, you need to say, and God said about this circumstance such and such. And I'm going to stand on the word of God and not on what I feel. Notice, God always says stuff about impossible things as it relates to you and I. You can't do nothing about the darkness over the deep. You can't do anything about taking water and dividing it, making it the sea and the land. You can't do anything about the consolation. You can't do anything about what's over your head. And you can't do anything about growth. You can't do anything about expansion. There's nothing you can do physically about your height, about your size, about what your color you are, your ethnicity, or your age. Only God can do that. So why are we trying to deal with these things in our own power? When he's released the word for you to deal with it according to his power. God has available all of this stuff if we would access the power of his word and echo what he's already said. We'll see things done in our atmosphere. Let's look at kingdom ops. Anybody been in the military up in here? Up in here? Up in here. Anybody be in the kingdom ops? Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me get off up in here, up in here. Let's talk about kingdom ops. The kingdom of God operates by the words of our mouth and the faith that's in our hearts. This is how the kingdom of God operates. By the words that you release out of your mouth and the belief in your heart. The faith that's in your heart. Think about it. Words spoken and believe. Words spoken, very simple, and believe. Physics is harder than that. God 
has reduced himself to operate in this realm that every human being, every believer should be able to function with him. Because the kingdom operates by words of our mouth and the faith that's deep inside of your heart. And to every man has been given a measure of faith. In other words, I'm going to give you a head start. I'm going to give you faith before faith comes. I'm going to give you enough faith that you can build on. Because unto every man has been given enough faith to believe the gospel. Hallelujah. Our hearts are vital to our, work, our walk with the Lord. Now let me add it all together. The kingdom of God operates by the words of our mouth and the faith that's in our hearts. And our hearts are vital to how well we walk with the Lord. So the kingdom doesn't operate until words are released out of our mouth. That word must tie with faith that's in your heart. And your walk in the kingdom is tied to your heart condition. The faith that's in your heart. And that heart condition is vital to your walk with the Lord. So if you want to walk with the Lord, you have to have the right kind of heart. That heart must be flooded with faith. And you must release that out of your mouth. So you release it out of your mouth according to the faith that's in your heart and your legs and your feet must walk with the Lord. Glory to God. As your heart is tied to his. The mouth can only speak what the heart has in fullness. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Notice what the book of Proverbs says. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Words kill, words give life. Either poison or fruit. You choose. So out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. Why is the heart important? Because it's vital to your walk with God. And your faith needs to be in your heart. So you can speak out of your heart the word of God, which will expand the kingdom. So the mouth speaks what's in the heart and out of the heart, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. What does this imply? That we must pack our hearts with word. And then we will, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you have foolishness, if you have poison in your heart, then poison is coming out of your heart. You, you have the life and death is in the power of this ability. Choose life and you will live. The mouth speaks what is in the heart. So pump in the heart the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word, glory to God, the heart is awakened to believe. And the kingdom advances when you speak the word of God. You see it all here in Romans chapter 10 verse 8 through 11. It should be on the screen here in a moment. Romans chapter 10 Verses 8 through 11. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith. Which we are proclaiming. The word of belief. The word of faith. Which we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. 
I like verse 10, for it is with your mouth or your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess. Watch this. And the kingdom advances. You're saved. This same principle can work in any circumstance. Glory to hallelujah. In any situation, if you, if you beam, if you line up with this, uh, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart the promises of God, you will see the kingdom advancing. You will be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there's power in the spoken word. Here in Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 11, the apostle Paul uses the same words that Joshua used in the book of Joshua chapter 1. He used it for his benefit in Joshua chapter 1. And also Paul used it for the benefit of all believers to be successful. Not only to receive salvation, but to penetrate darkness when you don't know what to do. The Lord said to Joshua... And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But that means you got to speak it. You shall meditate on the word day and night and make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. Now notice what Joshua was. Joshua just had just lost his mentor. The man that raised him up. The man that loved him. The man that was close to him. The man that taught him how to get in the presence of God. And even when Moses went up the mountain, Joshua was so tied to the man that he didn't hang out with everybody else. He went up as close as he could and laid there for 40 days and for 40 nights until Moses came down. And when you have a heart to be close to the move of God, God will give you favor. Glory to God. And after Moses had died, hallelujah, the Bible says the spirit of God spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, and said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. And now I want you to take this entire congregation, over three million, I want you to take them into the promised land. Joshua says, how can I do this? I'm not Moses. As I was with Moses. So will I be with you. And one of the things Moses had was the word in his mouth. It was God who gave him the moral code. And God who gave him the statutes for Israel. And God who spoke the word to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And God who spoke directly out of the burning bush to the man to say take your shoes off of your feet for the ground you stand on is holy ground. Glory to God. And the word was made real to Moses God says to Moses and to his sister Miriam and to Aaron hallelujah I've spoken to prophets in dreams and visions but with this man I speak to him face to face somebody better get this mic tonight because if you start speaking the word you come face to face with God when you start speaking the word the bush begins to burn and it won't be consumed when you start speaking the word of God God transforms your life for his eternal purpose I hopefully the word will inspire you to stop being silent and passive but release it I don't care if you got to get three by five cards and hold them up in the sanctuary speak the word of God who Jesus Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in my soul, down in my soul. I feel him deep down in my soul. Now notice Paul uses Joshua, which names mean salvation. 
It's the Old Testament word for Jesus. Joshua. Hallelujah. Redemption uh, to uh, the Israelites comes through Joshua's leadership. For seven years, he knocked out the enemy. And for the last 13 of his reign, glory to God, he became an administrator to make sure everybody that fought in the battle received the reward. And that's why church that's only fighting battles and going war in the spirit. When are we going to get to the point where we start legislating and helping people to overcome and get what they've been fighting for? Glory, hallelujah. Uh, uh, Paul uses this example that Joshua gives us in Joshua chapter 1 to show us that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart because you meditate on it day and night, he uses the same formula, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Glory, hallelujah. So here the apostle Paul is strategic using Joshua as an example and salvation is by believing and confessing it's nothing different from joshua's word from the lord and this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night and you will have good success you will make your way prosperous and you will have this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth what does that mean you have to speak the book speak the word it shall not depart out of your mouth you will continually speak it paul says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that god raised jesus from the dead and you will see the kingdom advancement not just believing but you must confess it not just believing but you must confess it you can't go to church and wait on the choir to sing for you and you rock from side to side while the choir is singing your favorite song, but you never participate. We have to get to a point. If you want to grow in God, that's all good to be entertained. You may make it to heaven if you believe in Jesus, but if you want to be effective in the earth, you got to take it to the next level. Believe in your heart. Confess in your mouth. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. And God said, and God said, and God said three times, and God said, and God said, and God said six times, and God said, and God said, and God said nine times. And God said, and God said 11 times in one chapter. And you're still in your first chapter of growing. You need to say, and God said. Instead of what you say, what did God say? The word heart here in the book of uh, Romans chapter 10 is in the Greek, which means the soul. Or mind, or fountain and seat of thoughts, the fountain of life, the heart, the fountain, the seat of thoughts and passions, the seat of thoughts, passions and desires, the seat of thoughts, passions, desires and appetites, affections. Purposes, endeavors, or the mind, will, and emotions. That one word contains all of these directions as it relates to your heart. No wonder Solomon said, guard your heart with all diligence. 
For out of the heart flows all of these issues. Like what? Like your soul, your mind, fountain, the seat of your emotions, thoughts, passions, desires. Guard it. Appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors, the thing that you dream about doing, or the mind, your will, and your emotions, all connected with your heart. That's a lot of ground to cover. And to cover all of that, you need a regulator and a referee, and that which penetrates deeper, that which is active, that which is alive. That which penetrates even to the division of soul and spirit. Joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents. Huh, of the thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, endeavors, or the mind, the will, and the emotions. If you want to get all of that contained and have a regulator on it, confess the word of God. The word here, confess. We talked about the word heart, but Paul said if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, I showed you what the heart really means. But look at the word confess. Please take notes. It means to declare. You can't declare by remaining silent. A silent believer will always be defeated. It means you must note. You must declare it. Note, the Amplified Bible says in verse 9 like this, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Please put that up in the Amplified. That's Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. I want you to see it for a moment. Even those that are watching, I want you to see it. That's Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. The word confess means to declare. It means to declare. Because if you acknowledge, look at the word, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, knowledge and confess, declare it. Recognizing his power. When you speak it, you're recognizing his power and authority and the majesty of God. Then believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. The kingdom advances in you. You will be saved. Use that same thing in family, finance, faith. Fidelity. And watch God work it out in your life. Write it down. The condition of your heart is important. It actually influences outcomes. More than you recognize. The condition of your heart. That's why you confess with your mouth, but you must believe in your heart. You got to bring all of that stuff under subjection. Thoughts, passions, de de desires, appetites, affections, and purposes. You got to bring it underneath the authority of the word of God. That's the belief of the heart. All of these things are swimming around in our heart. Even anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness. Only the word can regulate the depth of that deep sea. 
Your emotions, your will is all in the heart. And that's why the scripture says it must be guarded. Not only should we guard it, we got to confess the word of God, which is able to plummet. You got to see Genesis 1 and the spirit of God moved upon the deep emotion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Never saw the tie like that. But you got to see that the word of God is able to go into notice. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Earth, time, space, and matter. The earth was without form. There was something wrong in this cosmet, this cosmos. And there was something wrong in the earth realm or with matter or with flesh or with man. And darkness covered the face of the deep, which means there was no revelation of God. If you're looking at a man and the emotions are the sea and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God is hovering over your deep emotions with all of that stuff swimming around in it. Glory to God. And then God said, let there be light. In other words, he's speaking now to your emotional state, to your heart and everything that's under the soil, under the depth of the surface of the sea. God is able to regulate hallelujah and bring out the diamond, to bring out the oil, to bring out the emerald that's in the depth of the sea that man would never see because of the darkness that that's there man couldn't even comprehend all of the oil and all of the gold and all of the diamonds that's in the sea and there's so much in you that has never come out and only the word of god as the spirit moves over your darkness only the word of god can go and extravate it and have it to come up from the depths Glory to God. And I just decree and declare that God is pulling some things out of you. And God is pulling up some diamonds. And God, hallelujah, is bringing to the surface that which was hidden even from your beginning. Glory, hallelujah. If you just let God work with it. The spirit is already there. But confess the word of God so he can bring it up. And bring it out. Can the church say amen? The condition of your heart influences outcome. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. Our focus is verse 34. But I, I got to give you a wraparound to the scripture. It says, either make the tree good, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. The tree is known by its fruit. If you make the tree good, then the fruit will be good. If the tree is bad, the fruit is bad. So what determines the goodness or the badness of a tree? It can't be the fruit. The fruit is the manifestation. What makes it good? It's what kind of soil is tied to what kind of seed is in it and the word that you speak first of all let me say God's word is seed water and light and when you speak the word it's seed water and light in other words you can have a bad tree bad pedigree bad issues and if you confess the word of God you can make the tree good and it will yield good fruit that's what redemption is about that old raggedy bad tree can be made good if we get the root system right. Look at verse 34. He, after saying that, notice what Jesus said. Brood of vipers. 
Now, it's amazing to me that he would talk about a tree and its good fruit, and then he would go to serpents. It looks like to me he wants us to visit the garden again. For the serpent was subtle, cunning, wrapped up in a tree, and he said to the woman, the, the evil of the serpent made the tree bad. Glory to God. For her, if she disobeys God to eat any fruit. You brood of vipers. In other words, he's using this analogy of a tree being good or bad to speak to religious people. Who've been around God for all of these years. But they won't confess the purity of the word. They just know religion. They just know how to get up and sing three fast and two slow and be ushers and, and deacons and ministers and still do what they do and never try to change or introduce something new into the sea of your dysfunction. You brood of vipers. What is a viper known for? It's known for what comes out of its mouth. A snake can do nothing if you cut his head off. I don't care how it wiggles. You can lay next to it. It can't hurt you. It can move all around. You can't hurt you. What makes it deadly is what comes out of his mouth. Where it is a spitting cobra or a viper. Something like a cotton mouth. Or a sidewinder. Or a diamondback rattlesnake. Or a black mamba. Whatever it is, it's what comes out of their mouth. You brood of vipers. In other words, Jesus describes people who don't speak his word and won't say what's right as a brood of vipers. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And if you're not speaking life, I bet you, you're saying something that's going to cause death. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, the, the viper has poison. I don't expect, Jesus is saying, if you're a bad viper, I don't expect anything but poison to come out of your mouth. But if you can change the level of the tree, if you can change your nature, if you can hook up with someone that has the power of redemption, that which was spurring out poison can now release life. Look at verse 35. A good man out of the goodness, the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring forth evil things. But I say to you that for every outer word men may speak, they will give an account. Of it in the day of judgment. For by your words. You will be justified. And by your words. You will be condemned. Now he's given us. This is powerful here. Uh, given us an out. That if you would learn to confess the word. You will not be judged. Or condemned. Because words come from the treasure. Of your heart. Note that Jesus said that out of the overflow, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The condition of your heart is key then. What are you packing inside of you? Inside of your emotions. Inside of your desires. Inside of your past. What's packed? 
act in your heart. We spoke for, forth what is in our hearts or we speak forth what is in our hearts. Usually when somebody shocks you with something that they say, you need to understand it was swimming around in the depths of their emotions for a while. They may not even be aware of what was deep inside of them. That's why liquid courage has a way of surfacing it. It'll make you say things that you can regret. Words will show the condition of your heart sooner or later. Words will show the condition. The New King James Version in verse 35 talks about the good or evil treasure stored up in your heart. Good treasure, evil treasure. Both of them are tied to a treasure. So my eyes focus on the word treasure. I know what's good and I know what's bad. But why would he say it is a treasure? The goodness, the good that's in the treasure of your heart or the bad that's in the treasure of your heart. The word treasure here means a treasury, a storehouse, a respiratory. Oh, God. Things laid up in the treasury. Things collected over a period of time that you packed away. Over a period of time, a period of years, memories that you packed away in your heart. Regrets. Hidden things and things exposed. It is in the respiratory of your heart or the storehouse of your heart. Notice Jesus said, every man will give an account of the word spoken. In other words, they're stored up. One of the reasons why man has only 10 Nine, eight percent of his cerebral activated right now is because of his sins. <coughs> Just to let you know, an Einstein may have 12 percent of his cerebral. And look how much and how far the advanced, how far advanced he is. Most people don't operate over eight and 10 percent of their capacity in the brain. But don't think that what you do is not stored in the depth of your brain. Thank you, Lord. I believe when we die, God allows us to experience the full capacity of our cerebral for a moment. And I believe as you begin to see, as it were, God-like, it'll blow your mind. The limitations of this body is one thing. Got to take a swig, you all. Hold up. You want to say, that's enough, Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. In, num in New King James Version, verse uh, 35 good or evil treasure is stored up. So what did you pack away? What's collected in the treasury? Holy Ghost, the word, is able to dig up all of the dirt and get it out. 
able to clean up the oil spills in your emotional sea. Able to calm down the hurricanes and the typhoons, the storms that's in your emotional realm. The healing and renewal of your heart is key to speaking forth the things of God. That's why the word of God is not only supposed to be proclaimed, but when the word is spoken, it goes into the sea of your emotions and starts healing it. You've got to release the word there. You must release the word into that measure of who you are. Glory to God. As I close tonight, I want to close with a prayer. A prayer that I believe the Lord gave me for you. I pray that if you're on Facebook, you go back and maybe record this, write it down word for word and begin to confess this prayer over your life daily. If you don't have anything else to say, pray this prayer. And the word of the Lord in the prayer goes like this. Father, I thank you, Lord, for supplying all our health needs, body needs, soul needs, and spirit according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Make us strong in your, make us strong in you, Lord, and in your mighty power through confessing Jesus, the word. Keep our eyes fixed today, Lord, on Jesus through confessing and meditating on your word. Teach us, Lord, how to walk in the spirit and how to enjoy the abundant life. Teach us to practice your love every day. Every day that we are your beloved and you are our God and Savior. In everything, guide us to pray with thanksgiving, to guard our heart with all diligence, and to live in perfect peace with our minds fixed on you. Lord, we pray that you will cause us to prosper in all things and be our good health, be our soul's health, be our mind's health, and be our emotional health as our soul prospers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, Please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. 
Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.